A Bug's Life, and Ants. Eh, same difference. Welcome to the first ever episode of Same Difference, the podcast where we take two movies that are just a little too similar and see which is better. I'm your host, Kyle Lowerman, and I am joined by the ever-wonderful Valerie DeGloria. Hi guys, I'm Val. Uh, so, Val, you excited to be here for the premiere of Same Difference? Do, do podcasts even have premieres? Technically, yeah. I mean, like, a premiere, I feel like, is you go to, like, a big event and you, you see a TV show or a movie on a big screen. How would you go about premiering a podcast? Like, how would you have an event for the uh, first... You, you airplay it to a large <laughs> television. But it's no visuals. It's just no. the logo. And then you think about your mistakes. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds really good. So, before we get into reviewing our movies, I think it's important to learn a little bit about them. Uh, the first movie we watched for today's episode was the Pixar classic, A Bug's Life. In case you've never seen or heard of A Bug's Life, it's a 3D animated movie about an ant named Flick, who leaves his colony to find a band of warrior bugs to defend his colony from a ruthless gang of grasshoppers. Unfortunately, the band he finds turn out to be traveling circus performers. This movie was released November 25th, 1998, co-directed and co-written by John Lasseter and Andrew Stanton, who were hugely important for Pixar's early years. The movie stars Dave Foley as Flick, Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Princess Ada, but doesn't really have too recognizable of a cast, at least not by today's standards. But speaking of today's standards, it does also star Kevin Spacey as the main villain, Hopper. It really upsets me that he's in this role with the modern context, uh, because Hopper's a really fun villain, but we, we'll, we'll get more into that during the review. So the other movie we watched was DreamWorks' debut into the world of 3D animation, Ants. Ants follows a worker ant named Z who is fed up with his place in the colony and switches roles with a warrior ant in order to impress a princess. That's the most basic summary I could think of because a lot happens in this movie. Ants was released October 22nd, 1998, just over a month before A Bug's Life, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Ants was directed by Eric Darnell and Tim Johnson, and what's amazing is that Ants has a star-studded cast featuring the voices of Woody Allen, Gene Hackman, and Sylvester Stallone. There are also supporting roles voiced by Christopher Walken, Danny Glover, and Dan Aykroyd. So it's a really strange uh, mix of characters and actors we've got in this movie. Yeah, it's a stacked film. Yeah, but uh, so we mentioned the, the release date and how that's important for this movie. Do you know about the controversy surrounding... A Bug's Life and Ants? No. All right. Well, it's quite it's quite a story. So uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg was the former, uh, in the 90s, he was the former chairman of Disney Films, and he left in the 90s uh, because of a bitter feud with the then CEO of Disney, Michael Eisner. Uh, the whole feud es- essentially boiled down to uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg wanted a, a raise, or not a raise, a, a promotion and a bonus, and Michael Eisner convinced the board of directors to give to give him neither so he very angrily quit disney and went to form dreamworks with steven spielberg uh with the intent of rivaling disney animation so the entire foundation of dreamworks is to spite disney but because jeffrey katzenberg was the head of disney films he interacted a lot with pixar and therefore he interacted with john lasseter so when he left john lasseter and him remained very amicable and very friendly and they kind of like stayed in contact with each other so once DreamWorks was really established, uh, uh, Lasseter went to visit and just wanted to check in and see what's going on and, and talk because, you know, they are friends. And then Katzenberg asked Lasseter 
about any new projects that they were working on. And this was during Toy Story, so he was so Lasseter was very excited to kind of uh, tell people about his plans for Pixar because he had a lot of ideas, obviously, and because we know now that it worked. So he told Katzenberg about A Bug's Life and how if Toy Story works, they're going to make A Bug's Life. And Katzenberg was very interested in A Bug's Life. And then, uh, after Toy Story was released, uh, all of a sudden, Lasseter started hearing rumors about a DreamWorks movie about an ant in an ant colony, leaving his ant colony. And it just seemed a little too similar to the story that Lasseter had told Katzenberg all that time ago. So what do you think? Do you think uh, Katzenberg stole this idea for the, to make this movie? I think it's certainly plausible. In situations like this, creative license is tough because a lot of times people in the creative field do have the exact same idea. But in this case, it's a little bit too... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, it's too close. Yeah, I'm totally with the idea that maybe it's possible. Because I think ants are not that unique of an idea. Like, the idea of an ant leaving the ant colony to be his own person isn't that original. It's a classic American Western, and the idea of wanting to do ants when they're doing their 3D animated features makes sense mm. because you want to be able to create larger-than-life things. Yeah, Katzenberg remained adamant that he had never... he Like, ants was a completely original pitch that he received the idea uh, in the early 90s, well before even Toy Story was in production. So, uh, but that doesn't really, all, not all the facts line up all the time, and I, I don't know, it's, it's up in the air. I, tr- I personally believe that Katzenberg definitely just took the idea, because there's a lot going on uh, in terms of Katzenberg's business model was designed to specifically spite Disney a lot, so uh, it would make sense to rip them off in a way. Mm-hmm. So, sh- let's talk about Bugs Life first. Initial thoughts. What's your initial thoughts of Bugs Life? So the visuals in A Bugs Life are really, really fantastic. The animation is incredible. All the character designs. Basically, every visual choice that they made was an excellent choice. Yeah, I think, obviously, because it's 20, 21 years old at this point, it hasn't aged perfectly. But in terms of animation, then it's really impressive. And it still kind of holds up in, in, at, a certain, at certain points. Watching it, I think we both said that it looked like it was early 2000s. It didn't look like it was in the 1990s. I was surprised to learn that it would came out in 1998. I thought it was at least the year 2000. And the issues with the visuals, um, there were problems with the lighting. Uh, definitely, you could tell that it was poorly lit, and I think that's just a product of the times. Yeah, I think it was the technology wasn't at the point to create like realistic environments, because the only movie they had before this was Toy Story, and Toy Story... The entire movie takes place in either uh, in enclosed spaces or dark spaces, which I think was smart for that movie. But Bugs Life, they tried to make it uh, that the characters went open fields and stuff and give it very interesting shots. And sometimes it worked, but other times it looked very flat and it looked like they were in a snow globe or something. But there were some gorgeous shots in the oh, movie. Oh, definitely, 100%. But I will say, um, of the character design, I think that visually is the best of the character design. I didn't love the characters. The characters themselves? Um, actually, no. I enjoyed the characters of the, the circus troupe. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the circus people are a lot of fun. Um, all the character designs all around are great. Flick, though, as a character. Flick is awful. He's very annoying. He's so boring. I wanted him to fail. He also, he's, like, hugely problematic in the beginning because he causes most of the issues. 
in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, Flick is kind of the reason. It's like he sol- causes his problem and then he solves it. Yeah, should we go over like what happens in the beginning? I think, yeah. So the movie begins and uh, uh, Flick is kind of this inventor that's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a, it's a specific trope, but I don't know what the name of it is. But he's an inventor and he's trying to create inventions to help everyone's uh, way of living and, and just make work faster and more productive and everyone is like better off but his inventions obviously things go wrong and he causes damage and people don't like him because he just wants to try his best but he keeps messing things up and it all comes to a head when he rushes to get his food onto the food offering pile and accidentally knocks all of it off over a cliff and into the water losing it forever which is really bad because they had the food offering pile for the grasshoppers who are essentially a biker gang that uh, use them, that extort, I guess, food out of them. And yeah, speaking of the biker gang, I really do like Hopper. I like Hopper's character. And I know we said th- it stars, you know, a problematic person, but he wasn't problematic. problematic well, I mean, he probably then. was, but yeah. we didn't know. You them. can't really fault a movie yeah. for casting someone who 20 years later came out as a sexual abuser. Yeah, but I, because that's the thing, Hopper is a fun villain. He is evil, but he's, like, you can see where the evilness comes from. Not, like, in a sympathetic sort of way, but he's a realistic kind of evil. Like, he's smart, he's uh, uh, maniacal, uh, he's calculating, but also he, like, has a personality that shines through, which I think is very interesting to watch. Uh, Specifically, like, towards the end of the movie, there's the scene where the circus goers are trying to uh, distract the the crickets or not the crickets the grasshoppers because they have this whole plan and set up to scare them away uh and hopper is just not having any of their shit and it's a great scene watching them trying to like make him laugh and and trying to impress him and he just does not care but then he does laugh when two of the characters get into a fight and he's like now that's funny and that i thought was really funny i think that the journey that the grasshoppers took as a whole was really enjoyable i think that the plot of following the grasshoppers and following the villains was really interesting, mm-hmm. but I didn't love the story of it. It's very straightforward. I think that's the thing. It's simple. It doesn't throw you in any loops. It doesn't surprise you. It The movie starts and you know exactly where it's going to go, which to some people would probably be incredibly boring, but I think to other people it could be like a nice, pleasant, feel-good movie because it's, it's not a wild ride. It is just a nice, casual stroll through the park, essentially. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good movie to just watch when you're not too worried about anything. You just yeah. want to watch an enjoyable movie, and that's, that's what it is. A Bug's Life is truly an enjoyable movie, and it was executed incredibly well. It is clearly a children's movie, though, and I think part of that I couldn't really get past for it being enjoyable for me, but I do recognize how enjoyable it would be to a child. That's the thing. I, I don't like saying, um, like, saying like, oh, well, you know, it's a kid's film, so who cares? I think that kid's films can be good art, and I think that just saying a movie is a kid's film and not criticizing it, or you're not allowed to criticize it for being a kid's film, isn't always a good thing. But I think in this case, this movie is just a good kid's film. It's got a very good message. It's very heartwarming. It's very light hearted the whole way through it's very tonally consistent i will give it that um and it's just it makes you feel good at the end of it so overall i'd say a bug's life it's a really good film uh it did very well at what it was going for which is being a good children's film with a good story and good animation it hit every note that it needed to but 
it's a little boring. It's not necessarily the most dynamic movie that you're ever going to see. Yeah, I think I think this movie is just very smartly made. They clearly were aware of their limitations and what they could do and what they could make look good. And I think they do everything to the best of their ability. And it does create a good product, but doesn't necessarily make the most engaging product. Mm-hmm. So now let's move on to our review of Ants. I know this podcast is more focusing on similarities in movies and i do think these movies their premise is very very similar but honestly in terms of execution you could not find two more polar opposites than ants and a bug's life ants is a wild ride whereas bug's life is very calm and very just straightforward you have no idea where ants is gonna go Mm. it like the entire time i was on at the edge of my seat i was just like where are they going with this and I think the worst part about ants, the thing that I struggled with the most, is just how bad the visuals are. The animation is really terrifying. It's honestly horrific. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's the antithesis to A Bug's Life here. It's A Bug's Life was very smart and necess- not necessarily uh, scientifically correct, where like all the bugs had only four limbs instead of six. And this, in ants, they have six limbs. However, it is horrifying. One thing I commend ants for is trying to really show the ways that an ant is an interesting bug. However, some of them are really terrifying, such as when an ant's head gets cut off on a battlefield in a scene in Ants, and he continues talking to the main character. And I understand that's something that happens to ants, and I do commend them for the use of that, but it's awful. Yeah, and even like smaller things that is just permeating the whole movie, like they have four legs, and it just doesn't look good because their legs move in tandem, and it just looks scary. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't look good. They also have human noses and, and very human... oddly shaped bodies, and they include their larvae and the queen giving birth at every second, which I loved, but the larvae were so ugly. Just everything in the movie visually was ugly. It was just, yeah, very poorly designed movie. But it was interesting. Like, I kept my interest, I think, the whole time. I won't say this is a good movie by any stretch, but I will say I was entertained by it. I liked the characters. I liked Sylvester Stallone's worker character. I honestly liked Dizzy more than I liked Flick. I think they're very similar characters in that they're kind of bumbling idiot guys. But Z at least had more... Uh, what, what are you trying to say? More... More... I mean, because I personally disliked Z as a character more. But I think that's the point. Like, this movie sets up the main character not to be lovable like he's a jerk he's an asshole he's selfish see i think flick is as well but i think that z is more upfront about it that's the thing i think flick uh he has a lot of these problems that z also has but the movie frames flick like the underdog and this and ants frames z as a dick and I think it's really funny. Like, I think there's a scene where he literally kidnaps the princess. Like, he holds her... He takes her hostage. And he says, like, I'm taking her hostage. And it's actually kind of a funny scene. And also, later on, like, when he's outside of the colony with the princess, the princess is like, yeah, I hate you. I do not like you. I think the characters were actually more fleshed out than A Bug's Life, though. They have more... What is the word? When they have an ability, they, um... They, like, internal drive... They, they all have more, had drive. They motivation. have more drive and have more motivation than they do in a bug's life. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. This this movie feels more like a character movie rather than like I think Bug's Life is about the visuals and the 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 story, but Ants focuses on the characters themselves. So it creates more well-rounded characters 
However, I still don't think that it redeems the movie in any sense. I don't know. I'm not necessarily a big fan of A Bug's Life. It didn't really affect me as a child. It wasn't like a childhood movie for me, and neither was Ants. I didn't... I watched them both, but neither of them made a large effect on me. And I think because of that, I hold Ants to a higher standard than someone who appreciated A Bug's Life as a child. And I also think that the story of Ants is actually much preferable to the story of A Bug's Life because it's more chaotic, and I just enjoyed that more. They had more going on. They were going to more places. It wasn't just Small Bug in the Big City, which is, you know, the plot of essentially every Pixar film. I just really liked what they did with the movie. Yeah, I I can see why someone would like this. I have an appreciation for what it did, for what Ants was doing the whole time. It is just going all over the place. It's going to very interesting locations and stuff, but I just think it just goes all over the place. And yeah, it's fun, but it doesn't make, for me at least, a good film. I will say, saying everything I have said, I think the execution of Ants is still the worst like it's very it's not great they clearly didn't have amazing writers they didn't have amazing anything really i also really hated woody allen as z that's fair sorry his voice was so annoying and z yeah he was funny to laugh at but as a character he was awful there's also just this movie is insane i just don't even know what to say there's this there's a scene in the picnic they're on a picnic blanket and someone comes in to step on them but you don't see any like waistline or anything it's just legs and it looks hilarious but I don't know if they did that on purpose and that's the thing I don't know what is on purpose and what is just pure chaos and insanity Mm -hmm. but I think the chaos it does make it more fun I think ants is more fun but the execution is significantly worse So, how similar were these two films? Did they feel similar? Was one a cheap knockoff? Or did they actually feel pretty unique and different? If one is a cheap knockoff, it's Ants. And I think everyone knows that, but I truly don't think that these movies have the same story. It's a very different story they're telling. Their similarities, I think, are purely base-level similarities. Like, just surface-level, I mean. Like, I think the similarities stop at, they're both about ants, ant colonies, they're both about bugs leaving, going to a a big city, and then coming back, and then changing up how things work. Even the story of the big city was different. In ants, it was a deep lore type of thing. It was like, oh, we've heard of this city. In A Bug's Life, uh, Flick just went and found this city. It wasn't necessarily that there were stories of it, he just went and found it. Yeah, like, the city was very established. Actually, the city, I think, was more fun in A Bug's Life than in Ants, if we're being honest. I agree, but I think that's only because it was based so heavily on New York. It just seemed like New York City. But, uh, yeah, I think these movies do really feel very different from each other. They are very unique in their approach to these core concepts. Yeah, I would say it's a very core concept, very similar concept. They're clearly going after the same audience. However... The movies are executed very, very differently, and I think at, it's almost a matter of preference. If you take away how much better produced A Bug's Life is, it really does just feel like some people prefer the more chaotic story of ants, and some people prefer the more peaceful story of A Bug's Life. I don't even know, though, if I would agree that they are going for the same audience, because I'm not sure what audience Ants is going for, which is, again, part of the fun with this movie, but it's like I, it was marketed... And it honestly presents itself like a kid's film. 
And I think that might just be because the idea that, like, oh, 3D animated movies are just kids' movies. But it's very adult. I think they added in the adult humor so that adults taking their children to the theater could enjoy the movie as well. I think they just were too heavy-handed with it. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, they, they curse a lot in this movie. There is death and violence. Um, we watch a couple, like a, a, a married couple. I mean, married. They were wasps in the movie. And they were clearly in love. And one of them dies, and then the other one drinks his sadness away later on in the movie. Yeah. There's it's, a lot going on in lot. Ants. That's... They also show the dead bodies. I'm sorry. Like, when I saw this movie for the first time when I was in, like, fifth grade, and that traumatized me. I, like, repressed most of these visuals, and they came back watching this movie. But despite our opinions, we have to pick a winner. We have to pick a, a movie that was just clearly the better film, which was more enjoyable at the end of the day. I kind of have different answers for that. As far as more enjoyable... That was Ants. I enjoyed Ants more than I enjoyed A Bug's Life. However, I think it would be really unfair of me to ever say that Ants is a better movie than A Bug's Life because it isn't. Yeah, I will just go out and say right off the bat, Bug's Life 100% I think is a better movie, a more enjoyable film for me. But there is something to be said about how chaotic Ants is. Because I kind of, I I went into this review, into watching these movies, and I was like, well, Bug's Life is clearly the superior film here. And while I didn't change my opinion, I did come out of it with a new appreciation for Ants. And I can understand why people would choose to watch this movie over A Bug's Life. I agree, but I think our answer is definitely A Bug's Life. Yeah, A Bug's Life is clearly the better film here. But uh, that about wraps it up. So that's that's a first episode of the same difference. Woo! Premiere. Premiere. All right, we gotta rent out a room somewhere, have a big projector, and then we'll just have uh, a dancing gif. And then we'll talk through our childhood trauma during the podcast. Or after. Like while it's playing. Well, yeah. I think it'll get a little confusing uh. if we kind of play them back to back. I we have smart listeners. They'll figure it out. Oh, you're so right. Thank you. You're so right. Well, uh, Val, do you have any social media you want to plug? I do. I am Valerie underscore Anastasia on Instagram, and I am at Val underscore DeGloria on Twitter. And I am KRL underscore Productions on Instagram and KRL underscore Prods on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and tune into the next episode of Same Difference, where we'll be talking about friends with benefits and no strings attached. Bye-bye. Bye.